Come on. Quick ask before we get started today. I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Colin Overway. Colin, are you ready to do this? I am ready, man. Excellent. Let's do this. Colin is a CFP. He is the founder of Advise Wealth Management. He's been featured in Market Watch, Investment News, Investors Business Daily, many more. Excited to have you on. Colin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in West Michigan, uh, real close to Lake Michigan, so I was super blessed to uh, be involved with a lot of water sports and still keeping up with that today. Uh, Just earlier this week, I was practicing some backflips on the wakeboard. Nice. Um, Yeah, and then, uh, and now that we finally got some decent weather, right? And then went to Michigan State University, like most uh, students had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, was pretty good in chemistry, so I thought, you know what, and actually I loved chemistry, I uh, wanted to go to MSU because they have one of the biggest cyclotrons in the Midwest, which is pretty much a machine that smashes atoms together to study rare isotopes, mm. so nothing to do with finance at all. Uh, long story short, a buddy introduced me to his brokerage account, it was like a Fidelity or an E-Trade account, and I just came became so in, involved and, and fascinated that you could purchase shares of a company, and when the company grows, the the uh, price of your share goes up just fundamentally, and you can actually profit off that. I just thought that was amazing. So you know, I put all my I opened up my own account, put all my lawn mowing money in there, and was starting to trade. Uh, I found out that there were some classes that I could take at Michigan State to teach me a little bit more about this stuff. So. Um, started taking those classes and dropping in on them and just kind of picking the brains of some of my friends who were taking those classes. And I found myself procrastinating all my organic chemistry homework to study this hobby. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk to parents and they were super supportive of whatever decision I wanted to do. So I made the, a 180 change to finance and, uh, and, and really started learning on how to invest and manage money professionally. Uh, While I was in college, I got hooked up with a company that uh, sponsored me to take my Series 7 and Series 66 licenses, which are pretty much just your uh, sales license in order to uh, advise clients and sell them the appropriate products. And then uh, started working there. And and, and the rest is history. I mean, I can kind of dive into uh, a little bit more of how I came to start my own firm, but that's a, that's kind of a, a long evolution. I don't know if you'd want me to dive in. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, why it is you focus on the areas you focus and, and, and how you help people. Sure. So uh, while I was at the first firm that sponsored me in college, uh, was working with them. What was kind of interesting about th- those guys was they were uh, a couple advisors were endorsed local providers for Dave Ramsey. Are you familiar with him? What was the last name? I'm just kidding. Dave, of, Dave of course, Ramsey. I know Dave Ramsey. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of your listeners probably do. So you, you probably see on his website or, or here on the radio that he endorses advisors. They're now called uh, Vester Pros, I believe. And that was what was kind of interesting. I was introduced to Dave Ramsey in college and, and was trying to work to become one of his endorsed local providers. Um, I, it was a great experience. I loved it. Uh, what I didn't like, though, was that we were kind of just a, a cog in, the, in Dave Ramsey's wheel, meaning that you'd, you know, you'd go through the baby steps and then you needed to start a Roth IRA. You'd go to one of his advisors. We'd get you hooked up with that, sell you some mutual funds, make a commission and have a nice day. So I, I wanted to be a little bit more involved in the planning aspect, understanding, you know, where do, the, where do these, these dollars go when you're gone? What's your estate plan? Um, you know, what about the, the pension or the Social Security? And really just putting together the whole retirement package. So I left that firm because it just really wasn't uh, the, the best fit. I was there for a couple of years and it was a great experience. Nothing bad to say about those guys or Dave Ramsey, really. Um, but just wanted to be a little bit more involved with my clients. So worked underneath a certified financial planner at a large broker dealer for uh, a couple of years and enjoyed that as well. Really learned the intricacies of financial planning and putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. But once again, as I started learning a little bit more, large broker dealers a lot of times manufacture their own mutual funds. So when we're putting together client portfolios, guess what mutual funds are dominating our clients' portfolios? They're proprietary ones, and they're not always the cheapest or maybe always the best. Right. And that, that just, I don't know, that just didn't really fundamentally sit well with me, even though we were doing great planning, and uh, that advisor that I worked under um, still have tremendous respect for. I think he's doing amazing work for his clients. But between that and just the clunkiness of the technology, and the limitation of what we we're allowed to do and how we were allowed to charge clients um, and, and what was the firm perceived as value uh, just didn't, it was just really clunky and I wasn't able also to express uh, some of my own uh, opinions. Like, so now I'm able to, to YouTube and to blog. That was a, a kind of a headache trying to get through compliance there. So I ended up leaving and starting my own RIA, I actually sat my uh, uh, mentor down uh, two weeks before my 25th birthday and basically told him, hey, uh, I think this just isn't for me in the long term um, and wanted to, to go do my own thing. So instead of working with a broker dealer, I actually went just straight to the SEC and to the state FINRA and registered my own firm and got my own uh, custodial agreement set up into place and uh, started managing wealth and practicing financial planning on my own terms. I love it. <clears throat> Sounds like you had a good uh, a good background for it and saw some things that you liked and maybe some things that you didn't necessarily like, and, and that's the reason you chose to make the decisions you have. So, excellent. Yep, yeah, you got it. <clears throat> so now really, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. I kind of run a barbell practice, and... So what I mean by that is that my classical education is working with retirees and helping them to uh, continue to build a little bit, but mainly to sustain their wealth for the rest of their lives and also, you know, pass that uh, wealth on to their, uh, their heirs. So I uh, really had a lot of knowledge and experience with meeting with the client's attorneys, making sure that uh, their trusts and assets are titled correctly. But since starting my own practice, 
I had a lot of people coming to me and say, hey, Colin, like, how did you decide to uh, buy or rent a home? How did you decide to buy or lease a car? How did you decide to do all these different things? Where do you get started? And I, I really started uh, working with a, a demographic that's a little bit closer to my age. So, you know, I love working with those, with that demographic. I love working with my retirees. Um, I know a lot of practices will say, hey, you should probably focus on one, but I just, I just find so much uh, enjoyment out of both and they're so different, but yet so the same that uh, it, I've actually offered a special service just to young people where uh, I'm able just to charge kind of like a subscription fee. So instead of paying for uh, Netflix, you can pay for your financial planner. There you go. I think people probably resonate that with that. Well, I think that that's great, man. <clears throat> There's a, I, I saw on your website you did a video about the idea of of financial independence retire early, also known as fire. And yeah. I, I was curious about because um, I believe that you're still in your twenties. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah, I'm I'm 26. And so, young guy and a lot of time before a traditional retirement age would take place. So I'm just curious what your kind of your personal perspective on retirement is and if that idea of fire is resonating with the younger folks that you're working with. Yeah, so uh, it, it can, it's kind of a controversial topic in some cases, but I, a lot of times I try to almost stay away from the R word, retirement, because I feel like when you say that, the first thing you think about is like, you know, some old guy golfing, going to Florida, yeah. and like that's it. And uh, that is that model has kind of been flipped on its head. So a lot of people are. So now when I when I usually try to refer to retirement, I just use the word financial independence, meaning that you are no longer dependent on an earned income. You have enough assets or fixed income streams that you can uh, live your life and 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 sustain your living expenses without having to show up nine to five or report into the man. So yes, and a lot of clients on the younger end are trying to achieve that early. And that's where this acronym FIRE came from. There's some amazing bloggers that who, who have already accomplished this and write a lot about how they're able to do that. Um, I currently do have some young clients who are saving extremely aggressive to be able to become financially independent in their early to mid 40s and their goal is to you know be able to travel live frugally and enjoy life uh, without having to basically show up and report to work every single day and uh, I think the, the biggest thing that I caution people on when they're trying to accomplish this financial independence and this is really where the financial coaching and counseling comes into play is to simply ask what are you going to do with all this free time once you're financially independent? What is, what is getting you so motivated to save 40, 50, 60, sometimes 70% of your income to, to be able to do this? You know, maybe we can find a way for you to be able to save and become financially independent by age 55 or 60. And then today still be able to travel and have fun and enjoy your life. So, I think there's a lot of right ways and wrong ways to do it. If you're living miserably and just saving, you know, incredible percentage of your income, just so that someday you can just sit on the couch all day, I, I'd really question 
you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish and really what your greatest life from today throughout all your years would, would look like. Yeah, I think that's a really, really, really great point and, and a great question to ask. Is it, is it that you had some horrible experience with work or you see that your parents hate their jobs and that's why you want to get so far away from it? Is, I guess it depends on every situation, but what is the big motivator? A lot of, and it's, oh, it's super subjective. It's always yeah. different. Um, a lot of clients, it is uh, the fear you know, mom and dad don't have any money. My, you know, my parents are in their late 60s or early 70s and they're still working. You know, they weren't able to, you know, really provide anything for me and I want to change that. That can be a big motivator. Um, and with those type of cases, we really just try to break down the goals. You know, you want to pay for your, your help out your kids with education. You want to be financially independent uh, in your uh, late 50s, early 60s, or at least have the option to leave work that doesn't maybe require you to save 60% of your income. Uh, maybe it only requires you to save 40% or 30% or even 20% if we're starting early. And that, you know, I think really identifying what the goal is and breaking that down into bite-sized chunks so that a client can identify exactly if they're on track, we can continue to monitor that, really gives them the confidence to spend today um and and that's that's a really part that's a big piece of the coaching aspect yeah <clears throat> we talk a lot about how important it is to to take each thing and really break it down into actionable digestible pieces because it's if you're just thinking about planning for 40 years at the same time it's pretty impossible to actually make that seem real but a year two three four five years that's a lot easier to get our sort of brain around so I, I, I appreciate that very much. And I mean, I, I credit people that, that, that are so motivated and, and, and committed to saving half or 60 or 70 or whatever percent of their income because they want a, a certain kind of life down the road. It certainly flies in the face of, of what a lot of these the statistics tell us is going on with, with half of, of the general public here in the United States, right? Absolutely. And there's so many different ways to become financially, quote unquote, independent. I mean, if uh, maybe your passion is to, uh, you know, grow flowers or, or do whatever it is that you love to do, and maybe you can only make, you know, 20 or $30,000 doing that. And right now you're an engineer or a lawyer or something that's uh, super uh, intense. Uh, maybe we can find a way for you to be saving enough and then transition to uh, your passion that allows that maybe doesn't make as much money but makes you happy and can support at least a portion of your lifestyle. So it doesn't necessarily have to be this like cold turkey, I stopped working and now I just, you know, travel the world or do it or just sit on a beach. So there's a lot of different methods. There's no right or wrong answer. And that's honestly what's so beautiful about this job is that there's a lot of things that are similar, but every single situation is different. Yeah. And I think, I think really approaching it from that perspective, right from the front. And I found that on your website as well. It's a matter of helping people figure out what, what the life that they really want to have is, and then putting, putting in place goals based financial strategies. And that's, it seems like kind of a abstract term goals based financial strategies, but it's simply all the things you just described. So I think it's such a practical and, and valuable approach for people. 
Well, Colin, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? All right. So because I have a barbell model working with young people and old people, I have one for each. So for young people, building wealth, sustainable long-term wealth, uh, is going to be way more uh, achievable and easier if you start today. So do your best to to start saving. If you have a 401, if what's holding you back is you're not sure how to or where to, if you have a 401k at work, um, just simply pick one of those uh, target date models. You know, if you're 30 today and you want to retire at 65, that's 35 years. Uh, you know, just pick the 2055 model and just get started. Maybe it's not the most efficient, or maybe you're not getting the most bang for your buck, but saving is the number one piece and the most important piece. Uh, and then number, and then also number, or if you don't have a 401k at work, or and you're kind of on your own, uh, then there's so many awesome platforms out there that will do the investment allocations for you, such as uh, Betterment or Wealthfront or Acorns even. Um, I think Vanguard even has a what quote unquote robo advisor. Um, these platforms are super low cost. They do a great job allocating your assets. Um, highly recommend for, for you guys to check those out and just start saving somewhere today. Um, number two for uh, maybe my uh, pre-retirees or current retirees is I'd really challenge you to understand how your advisor is being compensated. Uh, the average, uh, so Bob Beers, uh, one of the financial planning gurus out there, uh, did an incredible survey and found that uh, portfolios with a uh, million dollars have an average all-in cost of 1.5%. So dollars start to get lost when advisors start charging you percentages. 1.5% on your million dollar balance is $15,000 per year. If you're, and especially if your advisor is only doing asset management and isn't diving into your uh, budget and your sustainability of your wealth and the social security and talking about your heirs and how you're passing money on, if they're only managing your wealth, I'd really challenge you to question that fee because they're, like I said, just to the younger people, asset allocation is available out there for very, very low cost, a fraction of that cost. So really want to, to shout out to the our, our older folks and, and make sure that they're not, um, I don't want to say being taken advantage of, but the status quo is changing. The, the 1% that uh, the industry just quote unquote charges or 1.5 it is changing. So uh, really uh, would encourage uh, people to, to be conscious of that and maybe even look into a fee only planner that just charges a flat fee. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Colin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So you can go to my website at advisewealth.com. That's A-D-V-I-Z-E, wealth.com. And there you'll see my blog, I'm creating YouTube videos, writing an article. You can subscribe to my uh, subjectively non-lame newsletter <laughs> that I put together every single month. Uh, and uh, I always try to spice it up, try to throw in something that uh, you can that you can use, and just uh, you, you'll find that it's uh, evidence based and probably full of grammatical errors. But hey, we're <laughs> out here uh, just having fun. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Colin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to advisewealth.com. That's A D V I Z E 
W-E-A-L-T-H.com. Check out the blog and everything else he's got going on. Thanks again, Colin. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!